Welcome to the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. My name is Rita Perez. Hello. I've been a travel advisor for over 10 years and am navigating this winding road of entrepreneurship with you. I created this podcast because I wanted to share all the things I've learned from leaders both in and out of our industry that I really wish I would have known way back then. But alas, the important thing is I'm aware of them now and I want you to be too. Ready for this week's show? Let's jump in. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. So nice to have you here again. Apologies, apologies for being a little bit late this week, but better late than never, of course. I actually am recording this after I went live in the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur Group talking about some recent experiences that I've been having on LinkedIn And, you know, I am the the two sources that I like to stay connected with potential clients, but not only potential clients, referral partners, and just people in my network that I want to have around with me are Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are my places. Those are my jams. And I have been getting noticed a lot recently on LinkedIn, and that includes a a live that went on Facebook a little bit earlier today, the day of this recording, which today, what is today? I'm recording this on Thursday, April 21st. Uh, and I had that with a fellow travel advisor who she specializes in land retreats where I specialize in cruise retreats. So we're, we're kind of developing a friendship, a connection to create some sort of partnership that if anybody ever wanted me to plan something on land, I can refer them over to her. And similarly, if anybody wanted to plan something on a cruise ship, she would refer them over to me. And like one, can can I just get a round of applause for collaborations, like making sure that you stay within the zone of genius that you work best at and being okay and having the humility, but also having the confidence to know what you do well and what you need help with and having the courage to connect with other people that can service your clients that need that help and can assist better than you can. Like I I, I just hope that this becomes even more regular within our travel community because one, we need to be, each of us needs to be specializing in our own niches, niches, And two, we just need more community. There is not, there shouldn't be as much competition as sometimes I can see in this industry in that if one travel advisor is winning, we're all winning because that means someone is using us and utilizing our skills. So um, please, like, please, if you need to make any sort of connections, please reach out to me. Uh, I I like to think I'm well connected in this industry. And I know people that specialize in many different things. So I would love to connect you with somebody who plans the travel that you know your clients need and that you it's not something that you do well. Or it's not something that you would like to do. I know many people who do not like to do Disney, but there are tons of people that love to do Disney. And we just we just got to be connected more. So there is that. But this is part three episode of 
the visibility series. And you know, something that I had noticed a lot while I was on this marketing retreat with host agency Nexion and River Cruise Line Ama Waterways was that visibility is really to promote yourself and so that other people know about you and your travel business, yes. But then I also got to thinking that visibility isn't just about me. It's not just about you. It's not just about your business. Now, initially, that's what it is. So let's let's go ahead and get into that part first. You do not have a business unless you have clients. And you don't have clients unless people know about your business. So how are people going to find out about your business? And this is one of the questions that I got in regards to how you can convert people on social media is that it's a little bit, it's straightforward, but it's also complicated. It's people don't find you off of social media. That is, I think back to what's that? What's that movie? Uh, it's what, no, not what women think. It's a dating movie. <laughs> it's where it, it was based off of a book and gosh, now I can't hold on. Let's go on the phone. I feel like it's, he's just not that into you. That's what it is. He's just not that into you. And now I forget, now I forget where I was going with this story. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. So it's just like if you're if you're dating, like no one knows about you or no one can be interested until like you put yourself out there and you need to be meeting new people and lots of different people to find that ideal person, aka your ideal client or ideal referral partners. So how do you do that? It's it's and kind of like I guess where I was going with this too is that I can post all the things, but unless I'm also putting the effort to meeting people so that they know about me and then they are interested in finding me on social media, like the social media really isn't going to work. And I think like that's one of the biggest missing puzzle pieces when we're talking about social media strategy is that and when we're thinking about my mining for gemstones framework, you have to go into the cave and search for people who can be your prospects. You can't just be like, okay, I'm just uncovering people. It, do- it doesn't work. Like you can't uncover anything unless you found it. Same thing like your, your clients cannot uncover who you are. And if you're the right person to be working with them, Unless they found you somewhere and you need to be making the effort, not waiting for other people to be attracted to you. So it's not just, you know, good looking people just waiting. Yes, I'm, I'm ready to date somebody. Well, how do you know somebody wants to date you? Same thing. How do you know someone wants to utilize your business? You have to go search for them where they are. And that's why there's extensive pre-work that needs to happen who are you serving? And even more than that, what I find more important than the who, because a a lot of questions or a lot of answers that I got to that question was, well, it's a lot of people who are empty nesters and they're affluent and they have the time and they have the money. Let's scratch all that. We're talking about that's demographics. And demographics at this point, really are less important than the psychographics, than the why of what they do certain things. 
So, and I wish I had so much time. And if you're listening from my fam fam, hello. <laughs> I wish I had so much more time to really dive in deeper on this with everyone and on a, on a more personal level. Because why do they want to take that vacation? Why do they want to go on that river cruise? Why do they want to travel with their family? These are the things that you really, those are, that is what is going to be their pain point and that is what you need to address. Because, hard truth, but we all need to hear it, travelers do not need us to plan their travel. They can go on any big box store, they can go on any of those websites, and they can plan it themselves, and plenty of people do. There is something else that people who work with travel advisors value than doing it themselves. And a lot of time, a lot of the time it is, they don't want to get inundated with what's on Google. They don't know which one is the right th- is the right thing to pick. So they want an Italy specialist who knows and has all the answers for them to just plan it out for them because the only thing they're going to have to do at the end of the trip is show up for the trip. So you have to figure out what are the pain points. Maybe you plan group family trips to Disney and people are thinking, why? That no. But a single mother who works two full-time jobs and has been dying to take her kids on such a trip needs that extra guidance from you to take care of the details because she definitely doesn't have the time. She definitely doesn't have the attention to do it. And she deserves to be pampered too, gosh darn it. So these are the things that you need to think about when creating your messaging because once you start meeting people and doing the search those are the things that people are going to perk their ears up it's kind of like the, the little dogs like you say snack snack what what trip for single moms going to disney world what in group so i don't have to take care of the kids by my what that is the kind of reaction that you want to have but you really have to delve into the pain points So think of who one of your best clients is and why did they love using you and what are the things that were solved? What did they get out of working with you and why do they keep coming back? And it's not just because this this is another thing that I've been seeing a lot and it's starting to become a pet peeve of mine is I would love to plan your next trip or I love to plan travel so you should plan your travel with me. Well, the plumber down the street would love to unclog the toilet clog that I have in my house, but how do I know he's even qualified to do that? How do I know how long he's been in business? Is he certified? I don't know that. Like, love of doing something is not enough. It's not even enough to stay in this travel business, especially after the past two years. It's not because you love to do this. Ready to play bingo in your travel business? Did you even think you could play bingo in your travel business? The monthly bingo board is more than just having fun while working your business. It is a tool to help you stay focused and hold you accountable while taking the necessary actions to move your business forward. You can even enter to win special rewards when you achieve a bingo for the month. Join our travel bingo community by visiting the link in the show notes. We can't wait to cheer you on in success. So 
we have to dig in deeper. We're doing a little bit too much surface level. Okay, so that's that's like the pre-work to being visible. And then how do you go about being visible? Well, do a search. What kinds of events are happening in your local area that you can be at, that you can be a vendor at, that you can meet people at? Are there community groups? Are there nonprofit groups that you can donate your time, your services to? These are the places where people are going to find you. And Again, when you do the pre-work, you're going to know even better of the types of events that you want to be at, because if you specialize in sports travel, you're definitely not going to be vending at a local bridal show, right? Similarly, if you specialize in, you know, swingers meeting or, or whatever type of travel, like a polyamorous travel you're not going to be at like the family activity expo, right? Like it's it's just not, there. it's two different markets. And that's when you have to think about like, you have to create a plan for, I know many of you have multiple niches, like you do groups, but you also do solo trips or, or whatnot. And that's like, you cannot sell each of those trips the same way. So like you can't sell a solo trip at a family expo. Similarly, I mean, and that's, could you, probably you could, but you have a tougher time. You're, the audience at the Family Expo is not primed. They're not going in it with the mindset of wanting to do something solo. <laughs> they went to the Family Expo to be with family, and so they want activities there that are going to be friendly for family members. So you have to think of this too. And that's why I know it's hard to specialize and say what you're going to specialize in. But at the very least, if you're going to specialize in a couple things, you need to make sure you also have a different strategy for each thing because all the things are sold differently and to different types of people. And I'm not just saying like, you know, going with stereotypical, like who goes for sports travel versus who goes for destination weddings. It, again, you have to delve into the why. Why did they choose to do a wedding in Puerto Rico instead of a wedding here in Orlando, Florida? Why does this golf star want to golf along the Danube and not at their local golf course? Why? So so we've gone into like visibility and you have to be visible to other people. You have to have some pre-work done. People need to know about you in order to want to do business with you or know who they know in their bank of who is referable to you. Now thinking about content, content is about showing your authority which increases that know, like, trust factor that every online marketer speaks about. But devil's advocate here, visibility, this type of visibility is not just for you. It is also for your clients. And I say that because another big pet peeve that I'm seeing a lot of travel advisors doing is that they're making posts on social media without any call to action. And any call to action is a huge missed opportunity because you are leaving a visibility point for your potential client, you're, you're taking that away from them where they can be visible on your content. 
So if you have a picture of like, oh my gosh, I just saw this beautiful waterfall in France. Like where was the last time you saw a waterfall? Oh my gosh, I was in the Amazon and I saw the waterfall. Oh no, like the best trip that I ever had was when I saw Victoria Falls. Or, oh my gosh, the first trip, Niagara Falls. Like I got so soaked doing one of the Made of the Mist voyages. People want to be seen like that. That is their visibility entry point per se. And you are missing an opportunity to provide them with those types of bragging rights. They want that. They Don't we all want that? Like when people ask us polls in their group, yes. Yeah, like you want to give your two cents because you want to feel like you're um, having some sort of contribution to the overall community. So yes, while the content that you make is helping you become an authority, this content that you create and having the call to action is also helping to build a community which helps to build an even bigger community of people who are your raving fans. And if you, I don't know what that famous quote is, but you helping to make someone feel, people don't remember what you've said, but they've, they'll, they will remember how you made them feel. And being able to give them such an, such an opportunity is it's just you're missing you're missing out and even if nobody answers at least you open the door Uh, like I like to say everything is a learning experience it's a learning experiment for me so um you know I personally don't put that much stuff out there on Facebook I did say I'm like hey let me put a call to action on this post and see if anybody says anything to me nope crickets. So I know my personal Facebook, that doesn't work. And my personal Instagram, that doesn't work for me. But when I put it on my business face, or not even business Facebook, because I'm not active on business Facebook, so that does not count. But when I put it on my business Instagram account, or when I open the conversation up on LinkedIn, people want to join in on that conversation. And that's where I say visibility is not just about you, but it's also about the people that you are serving or want to be serving or this community that you're creating. And call to actions aren't just like I, that's the other pet peeve. Man, this should just be Rita's pet peeves episode (laughs) is that call to actions are not just call me whenever you want to book this trip. No, that's so like, that's so boring. That's so like old marketing tactics. Do you have to say that every once in a while? Yes. But most, a majority of the content that you put out there is serving. You need to serve, 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 and then sell. Serve, 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 and then sell. I know a lot of us get hung up on, but I'm going to give all this and it's not going to come back to me. It will come back to you. It just takes time. And the people who don't come back to you, you probably don't want as clients anyways. So let them go. Let them stay away. So different calls to action that I would recommend, you know, that like I just saw a waterfall. Where was the last time you saw a waterfall? Or if you're drinking a glass of wine, this is a delicious rosé from the Beaujolais or whatever. (laughs) I'm just taking my experience, but this is a delicious rosé from this region. What is your favorite wine that you're currently sipping on? Or, um, 
you know, the last time that I went on a trip was in 2020. Do you have any trips coming up that you'd like love to go on? Or man, Ireland's really on my bucket list right now. What's currently on your, like get that conversation to open because it's not just about, and it doesn't even have to be questions. It can be like, if you agree that you should pack a week in advance before your trip, make sure to hit the like button on here because different types of engagement. So we want comments on things because comments help our engagement, but things like follows, likes, shares, those also help our engagement and sometimes even more. So, and that's why you need a variety of different content to showcase the level of authority that you have in your specific niche but then also to get people to do certain things because you don't just want people consuming, consuming, consuming. They need to be converting, but if you don't open the window for them to do something in your posts, then again, you're hindering them from being able to eventually convert with you. All right, I hope that this episode has been so helpful for you. I know, and you know, I tend to word vomit a lot, but visibility really is something that's really important to me, and I love being able to provide this series to you, give you a little bit of my background, and just some things, some things that I have observed and where I could see improvements in our wonderful travel industry. So if you want to watch the, I'll do some call to actions for you all. (laughs) If you want to listen into that visibility on LinkedIn Live that I did in the Facebook group, just head on over to the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur Facebook group on Facebook and join in on there. Uh, And that really is all it for me. I will do one more episode so at least we can get a full, full four episodes. I want to, unless another idea spurts to me, I think the next discussion I'm going to have. So we talked about you becoming visible, you helping your clients become visible. How can you help your business with visibility amongst suppliers and support partners? So I think that's that's like the 2.0. This is like the 1.0 and this is the 2.0. So stay tuned to that. But you have an amazing week, an amazing weekend, and I will see you next time. Thanks for joining me on the Strategic Travel Entrepreneur. Please subscribe and leave the show a rating on your favorite podcast platform. Oh, and don't forget to take a look at the show notes for important information and links. See you next week.